Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, taped live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Uh, of course, we have not been live streaming on the weekends because there's nothing really to live stream. Uh, and I've got a lot going on, but doesn't mean things haven't been happening on the weekends. Uh, Larson, you attended the Action Coast Wrestling Show this weekend. Now, for people who were there live, you guys know what happened. But if you want to know what happened through the magic of video yeah. uh, uh, this coming weekend, yeah, the, ideally, the vlog. Yes. yes, I'm going to aim that, for that. Yes. That details the, you know, man, the contract negotiations. Gone wrong. Gone wrong. Wow. I'll tell you Wowie what, Joe wow. Soul, just, tough, yeah. tough, tough, tough business, businessman. Tough, oh, tough, man. Tough. Are we being outwitted by Joe DeSoul, Larson? I mean, I, I, it's, a, it's a distinct possibility. Mm, it's oh, a distinct wow. possibility. Oh, my goodness. Distinct possibility. Uh, uh, so uh, we're going to be on Quizzlemania this Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, back together. Oh, yeah, man. Absolutely. Can uh, I get a little fist bump here? Right there. There you go. There we go. Uh, taking on Denise Alcedo, Will Washington. I believe it's just head-to-head matchup. That's my Boom. understanding. One long-ass tag match, dude. So. Uh, and then I don't know. So we're going to be challenged. Or there, the wording of the tweet was interesting. They're going to be challenging us for the tag titles. I didn't know we were we were tag champs anymore. I thought we were not. And so I was like, "Are they va- have they been vacated? Did RJ City and uh, whoever his partner was? I don't know. I forget now. I don't know who his partner was. It Sean? It was Sean. It was Sean and um, RJ City that won. Uh, right. When you were on with Alex. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't think we were tag champions anymore. I mean, if, 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 if we are, cool. Did awesome. Blampier never, like, consider that a proper defense? Maybe. I don't know, man. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. I'll take those titles back. Sure, why not? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I think we have a good champ. Apparently, there's some contr- uh, controversy, controversy between, mm-hmm. I always like saying it that way better, controversy uh, between Denise. I've never heard that before. The, the, that's the Brits, man. Oh. Controversy. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's how Pat said it on SmackDown the other night, too. I was ah. excited. He said, drama, controversy uh, between Denise and Will Washington. Yeah. So, like, this is a can they coexist thing. So, it's a can they coexist thrown together tag team with uh, a pre built in drama versus us. I don't like our chances, to be honest with you. Mm-mm. Nor do I. Nor do I. <laughs> Nor do yeah, I. Ty, Ty Twinning says Quizlemania 49 is non canon. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Oh, man. Anyways. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Oh, man. I'll take it. So on today's episode of Going In Raw, we're going to be talking about AEW's Rampage. We're going to be talking about the G1 results from the weekend. Uh, we got our Raw preview. We're going to be giving you guys the results too. Uh, I'm assuming the Impact pay-per-view as well. Oh, I didn't put them in there, but I could do that, yeah. All right. That sounds good. I didn't uh, watch it, so I, I can't really add much to the whole thing. I didn't have time this weekend to watch it. One of our favorite wrestlers, apparently, is one of many to have dodged a particular Vince McMahon bullet. We're going to talk about that. Uh, But first, could it be we're going to get another draft with the WWE coming up soon, Larson? What's going on? Yeah, uh, you know, usually WWE has their annual talent draft sometime in October. I think usually early October. 
Um, but according to Fightful Select, WB Talent, we're speculating that this year's draft might be happening sooner, perhaps even a month sooner. Fightful is reporting that there are, quote, several raw talents set to appear on the first SmackDown following Clash of the Castle that goes down September 9th, while SmackDown talents are scheduled to appear on the first two Raws after Clash of the Castle. That's September 5th and 12th, which has led sources within WWE to speculate a draft could happen shortly after WWE's next premium live event. Uh, I'm all for having drafts sooner, um, especially if Survivor Series is going to maintain any sort of brand versus brand type deal, but it really should be after WrestleMania. You know, after WrestleMania, consider it a, a, a brand new season of Raw and SmackDown programming with that, do the draft. I know there's there's sweeps, uh, 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 probably obligations tied to the scheduling of the draft. Um, they think the draft's going to get numbers up, improve their uh, uh, fortunes when it comes to selling ads on the show. Um, that being said, in terms of the best time of the year for the creative aspect of it, like right after WrestleMania makes all the sense. Then people on brands more than like a, a month, month and a half before Survivor Series. There's some real brand loyalty there maybe. Um, so maybe if, if they're just bumping this up a little bit to have kind of like a small draft and then after WrestleMania have the huge draft or more or a larger draft, cool. Here's some reckless speculation for you. All right. Um, I don't think they're going to do a draft after this one for a while. Because he, here's here's my thing. Number one, Vince always liked to use the draft as a crutch for ratings. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, it doesn't matter what stories are going on. We need to get we need to pop those ratings. Triple H is a longer vision guy. And um I get the feeling that this draft so soon after him taking over is basically because he's got an idea of what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Things are not in the right place where they need to be. So what better way to do that than a draft? You, you accomplish several things. Number one, you get to align creatively what you want to have happen. He probably at this point already has an idea as to what he wants to do with you know the titles. Mm-hmm. If they're going to stay on Roman, if they're going to split, what the deal with that is. Mm-hmm. And if he's going to do that, maybe he'll split the titles with the draft as well. Maybe that's a, a, a plot function to do that as well. I mean, here's another um, idea is, is back when the 2016 draft happened, they just had the one title, the WWE title. So mm-hmm, they had yeah. the, the hard brand split in the draft because of that. That's when they introduced the Universal Championship. So they could use the draft as motivation to introduce a new title as well. Yeah. No, absolutely. They could do that um, and just sort of align because he's bringing back all these people um, and and sort of setting up the, the board. Mm-hmm. You know, why wouldn't he do something like this where he says, hey, this is the matchup. Maybe, maybe we're going to get a more – sports entertainment focused SmackDown and a more pro wrestling focused Raw. Maybe he has plans for both these things in terms of how he wants each show to look and feel. And in that case, yeah, he's definitely going to have some ideas as to should certain roster members be here or there. Yeah. And again, what better way to do that than a draft? But on top of that, like, you know, you got it right in terms of drafts should happen after WrestleMania because it's the kickoff of a new season. Mm-hmm. But also, I, I've never liked them being every single year. No. You've got so many people on your roster that you can tell long-term stories with if you know what you're doing in the storytelling department. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a draft should be like a special thing. You exhaust all your sort of matchup possibilities. And then uh, after 
a big Survivor Series, which is brand versus. I always, I like the brand versus brand stuff, man. I think that's good stuff. Um, after that, when you have that sense of brand loyalty, mm-hmm. then and it's even more shocking when you start either splitting tag teams through the draft, which I've never really liked, um, no. No. or big names will move from one place to the next, and then you can revisit history over a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I honestly hope that he keeps these drafts fewer and far That'd between. Be, it, it'd be it would be ideal if, if that were the case, and also they did some sort of. I know this is this is kind of fantasy football esque type stuff, but each each brand they get a they get a they get to protect people from the oh, draft. Oh yeah, pool. yeah. You oh, know, no, we see absolutely. that in sports leagues where you know fantasy football, for example, they're called keeper leagues. Yeah. You know, you get to keep a certain number of your players and everybody else is released out back to the draft pool for the, the yearly draft. Or when there is expansion on a sports in a sports league, it's the same thing. You get to protect a few players. Everybody else is eligible to be drafted um, mm, yeah. or, or, yeah, in, in the expansion draft. So it'd be pretty neat if, if Raw and SmackDown say that, you know, you get, you get to protect 10 talents each. Everybody else mm-hmm. is in the draft pool, you know, and yeah, yeah. have it every two years instead of every year. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, absolutely, I, I agree, and I, I I love the idea of of having certain talent uh, protected, even if it's honestly, if it's your champions, it's like have the universal title be the SmackDown title, mm-hmm. or even originating on Raw, maybe it's the Raw title. Have the WWE title be the SmackDown title. It's your flagship title. It's your flagship show at this point, mm-hmm. just by virtue of the ratings being so good and it being on a, on a network show, on a network channel rather. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I I like the idea of of doing the draft. You know, if if he needs to get it done now, you know, so far he has earned the benefit of the doubt with me and I think a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever he needs to do to sort of set the board so that he can then then tell the stories that he wants to tell, um, I'm I'm all for it. And I just I got I, I have a little bit of faith that he's going to not just use the draft as a ratings a ratings mm-hmm. bump right mm-hmm. before Survivor Series when mm-hmm. it makes the least amount of sense. I, I couldn't stand I that. I know. And if you're going to move some talents around uh, across brands for the draft that don't have them on the respective Survivor Series teams, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, that never made any sense. doesn't make yeah. any sense. Yeah. doesn't no, make there any was sense. A, there were a couple of years when they got the Survivor Series completely and totally right, you know, and you'd have the whole brand show up on the other show. And then 2019 was really good when you had yeah. all three NXT. brands. That was an yeah. awesome year. Yeah. Um, and then it's sort of, you know, in the last couple of years, I know COVID's been a thing, but also just the timing of the schedule of the draft just yeah, hasn't kinda, really made a lot of sense. It, it hasn't. It hasn't. Let's talk about something else that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, potentially. So WB has actually done a pretty good job of, of, of booking Gunther. Oh, yeah, absolutely. His main roster. Call up back in April, but was the former and longest reigning NXT UK champ uh, potentially in danger of getting buried by Vince. Uh-oh. While Vince was still in charge, according to Russell Votes, yes, Russell Votes tweeted out, "quote Following his appearance on Raw on January or July fourth, when well, I said January, those in power at the time really soured on Gunther for whatever ridiculous reason to the point where a burial on TV was coming just a month later. Quite the difference." Um. Yeah. Yeah. Russell Votes got uh, they got something right lately. Recently, yeah. Uh, recently, it was the hour free Raw. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The that's first right. Triple that's H right. one. Yeah. So yeah. So I yeah I I believe this. Um, so I went back and rewatched the segment from the July 4th Raw. It was our truth in the ring, did a promo. Gunther comes out, squashes him. Mm-hmm. Who knows? And, and I don't recall anything after that that would seem to indicate like a 
burial was imminent. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, wait, that was July 7th, it said? July 4th. That wrong. Oh, July, oh, July 4th. Um, and so, it's another three weeks before Vince Yeah, he had, been, he, had been, he had been booked good after that, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, you know, he was crushing people. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? Who knows? I mean, I, 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 you know, I, like I said, they were right about something, so I tend to believe, you know, they got somebody there, but you know, at the same time, though, we always we we, we are clear to to say that every every source, or a lot of sources, we'll say every a lot of sources, they have their own agendas they want to get out there too. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I've I've I have no idea. There there doesn't seem to be any evidence suggesting that. Besides, what was the what was the last paper? Let's see, it was a uh, SummerSlam was Triple yeah. H's first one. Yeah, and it didn't look like. I'll put it this way. I'll I'll put it this way. If Gunther was going to continue to get a big push, maybe he would have landed a spot on SummerSlam defending the title. Maybe. And and he didn't. Um, Triple H took over right before SummerSlam, so it wouldn't have made any sense to just shoehorn him in there. Yeah. Um, So maybe just by process of elimination, there is some evidence. Um, But, you know, that being said, I I don't know. I mean, I will say this: uh, the Intercontinental Title not being defended on pay per view is kind of par for course. That's just for the last. Yeah, I know they never do that. Vince never like it would have been like a year or so. I think it's still been a year. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I really don't. Maybe I don't know. You know, it's funny because like Gunther, he's he's like slimming down even more. Like he, it seemingly he's not stopping. Like that Intercontinental match on uh, on SmackDown, phenomenal match, and he's still a phenomenal wrestler. Oh yeah. He is looking trim these he is. days. He is. And I don't know, maybe Vince was like, ah, god damn it, you know. You know, Vince, he's so fucking weird. Like, you know, it could be anything. But maybe, yeah, you know, maybe it could it's be the true. smallest maybe thing. I know. Not. I know. I was watching I was watching it at one point. Uh I think right when the match starts, Gunther Walter drops our truth with uh with a boot. Mm-hmm. And when and when Truth uh hits the mat. Gunther kind of like stumbles over our truth's legs a little bit. It's just that's it. It was right there. It was the that. way truth fell. You know, to sell <laughs> yeah. the kick was yeah. was kind of right under Gunther's feet. It was happenstance. Not much you could do about it. It's not like right. Gunther fell. Just stumbled yeah. a little bit. I was like, was that yeah. it? Well, that was it. That was it right there. Vince saw that and immediately. Just saw no value in Gunther whatsoever. God damn it! He's so uncoordinated. You damn. look like a fool out there. What kind of asshole isn't precise like that? Who knows, man? God knows? damn it, pal. Who knows? Who knows? Anyways, you want to talk uh, a, a pay-per-view that neither of us watched? I'm talking about Impact Emergence. Uh, we can do results. <laughs> hey, man, I saw plenty of Twitter clips. I saw a few. And here's I the thing. We co- Look, here's the thing. We cover Impact on a weekly we do, basis. We, do. we should at least give results, absolutely. Uh, on a weekly basis. Um, so, yeah, no, I've, I'll give you guys my thoughts on uh, what I did see on Twitter. I will say this. At least I won impact predictions for the month. We didn't do impact predictions. We did do impact predictions. I knew you were going to say that shit. We did do impact predictions. We did them on Friday's show. Well, they, they don't mean anything, matter. but I They won. didn't mean anything. It doesn't they matter. didn't mean anything. Still won. Still won. You know what? Only got one match wrong. Still right here. It could be it could be right back here. Still right Pretty here. Pretty soon. Uh, September 1st. Could be right back there. September 1st? Yeah. What? At the G1? Well, I mean, you get to even if you lose the G one, you get to keep it for the rest of the month. You no, send, I'm it. send it. I'm just going to send it to Enforcer. Well, assuming he wins, yeah, okay. 
Well, don't. I thought you said your only path was a tie with me. But then if you're I like cash a million in, points, but you're like a million points behind right now. I'm not a million points. I'm 12 behind Enforcer, and I could reduce that. I That's think a lot to of 10. points right there. But That's then a lot it, of points. we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're talking about the the G1 already. That's later in the show. But for the semifinal final, points values are higher. So yeah, I can overcome so Enforcer's lead. What's anyway. what's what's the what's the the fight? If you pick the final winner, what is ten how many points. points is it? I thought we had like brought that back down to like I don't know it's five or something or seven or something like that. No, we I, I suggested we do two for the plus you and I you and I both have like a five point penalty on the horizon. Yeah, I know because uh, we didn't even do the semifinal. We didn't do the semifinal. Right. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. No, All right, let's talk about emergency. Let's do let's this. Talk about yeah, so the, the, uh, Brian Myers successfully defended his digital media championship against Bupinder Gujar in the kickoff show. And then uh, the only title change I believe he had for the night, I think, was uh, Chelsea Green and Deanna Prazzo defeating R- Rosemary and Taya for those tag titles. Correct. In the kickoff show, yeah. The only match I got wrong, predicted incorrectly. Yeah. Well, it didn't matter. It didn't mean anything. Being, uh, you know, there's a thing Mike called Bailey. momentum. Oh, you know how that works. That's called that. that you know what that is? It's, it's go home math, man. Doesn't work that way. Nah, momentum. Uh, Mike Bailey has all the momentum right now, oh, defeating yeah. Jack Evans by pinfall uh, for that X division. Not a shocking outcome there, Mike Bailey. You on your on your short list for candidates for wrestler of the year? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, he's really good, man. He is really good. Violent by design, as we predicted, defeated Chris Saban and Kushida. So it was. Oh, is Eric Young and Diener? Interesting. Oh, not the confused cowboy. No. Oh wow. He's Where trying to show go? Diener how it's done. Eric yeah. Young is. Uh, then Bandito defeated Ray Horace. Uh, Twelve. They gave one thirteen. Is that the longest match? No, it's not. Oh my god, not even close. That Josh Alexander Alex Shelley match was almost a half hour long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my god! Is it getting rave reviews? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't hear. Anything. I didn't see any Twitter clips about that one. Yeah, did he hit him with it. both the C four spike and the? Uh, well, it says by pinfall, one by pinfall here. So, oh, guess man, it was okay. C four. Uh, right. Then Sammy Callahan defeated Steve Cutler. I mean Steve Macklin. This uh, was my, a mess. My I did, understanding I watched, is that this match yeah. was was uh, uh, kicked out at first. And then mm-hmm. Scott Demore restarted it, and then Callahan won the restart. Right, right, yeah. 
And then they were like spitting all over each other and stuff. Yeah. Like get like Cutler spat on uh, Callahan. And, he, and like, then Callahan like, like, like licked the spit you. and like slapped him. That's gross. That's disgusting. You know what me winning impact predictions is, Steve? That's me winning a championship contender match. And you know how that goes. <laughs> Sometimes they win the there's, championship. There's no there's no path in wrestling in which what you just did here on on essentially going in raw main event helps you out, man. I don't tell you. Momentum. I do pre. I, you know what? I do like your your optimism though, because as as the, this wall that Enforcer is building, or, yeah. you know, between him and us, yeah, you know, you're constantly you know looking for ways, and your your hopes are always high that you're going to find some sort of weird path to victory there. I mean, there's a path there. I got, we'll tie at the end if things go exactly my way. I have to cash in money in the bank, which I have, and then I I can when I get a point or more. <laughs> Not the zero. I win predictions for the month. All right. Well, maybe you're right. Hey, look, you know what? No. Yes. I think you're going to do it. I think you are going to do it. The odds are not it. my favor. I got long I think, odds. No, look, man. I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. I'm going to send this to you. You don't have to send it to me. Right now. I'm going to send it to you today. You don't have to do that because yeah, they man. haven't won yet. Oh, you still want to take it to the post office and mail it to enforce. You want me to have to do that. <laughs> That's what it is. No, I'm trying to jinx your chances. Oh, that's what it is. So, honor no more. Yeah. They finally won a match. They beat Bullet Club. So, now they got to stay together. And then uh, Taven and Bennett get a title shot against Good Brothers. Finally, they get that title shot. Right on. Yeah. They'll probably lose that, though. Uh, They're going to lose that. Yeah. You know. Jordan Grace defeated Mia Yim. She retains the knockouts title. And then, uh, almost half-hour match, Josh Alexander defeated Alex Shelley. Jordan Grace ain't going to have that title long, by the way. Because you saw what happened after that? No. Masha came oh, out and right, gave, her, yeah. gave her a picture of her with her fucking bloody oh, yeah. X through it. Oh, yeah. Masha's getting Jordan, that Jordan, She should, too. Masha's, the, Masha's like the best thing they got going right now. It's I awesome. know. She's great. Masha's yeah, awesome. Yeah, man. She's going to snowplow her and awesome. straight to hell, man. It's going to be great. Um, so, yeah, there's your impact emergence results. Uh, I believe if you're like an ultimate insider, you can check that pay-per-view out right now. Yeah, on on, on their on Impact's YouTube. It's a pretty good deal. What is it? Is it like a it's five is bucks? Just a, five bucks or ten bucks, bucks a month? Yeah, five bucks. I think it's only five bucks a month on their YouTube uh, channel memberships. Yeah, it's and a you good get deal. To watch all their weekly shows and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a fun show. And what's uh, the, let's the talk next, about the next show is what? Oh, Victory Road is coming up. I don't know what the date is though. Oct- that's not uh, early that's September. October. Bound Which for Glory is October oh, bound, 7th. Yeah, the big one. Bound for Glory is October, yeah. Victory yeah. Road, September. September. Okay. Yeah. Right on. That's cool. Uh, Smackdown, the, tr- the the reign of Paul Levesque continues, and more Telestrator for Pat oh, McAfee. How, how happy do both Pat McAfee and Michael Cole come off these days with Vince not around? I mean, they seem relaxed. Just relaxed. Very much so. Just Cole, Cole goes beyond relax. He's he's giddy. I know. Cole is downright giddy. He is like giggling. Oh man, it's so nice to see. So we had the telestrator for Pat McAfee with uh, seven different ways of pooping your pants uh, with a couple of jobbers who were going to take yeah. on uh, I forget who. It um, was oh it was uh, the it was Hit Row the returning Hit oh Row. that's yeah so let's talk about that so Triple H continuing to bring back the people who were released under Vince McMahon Hit Row obviously no Swerve Strickland but yeah. uh, the other the three uh, Top Dollar uh, B Fab and uh, Shanti the Adonis mm-hmm. uh, came back uh, and uh, and as a tag team uh, beat 
Um, or the names I have written down. Brandon Scott and Trevor Irvin. Good job. Are you reading my notes or is that memory? Bang, right here, man. Hmm. <laughs> don't, don't grunt at me. No brain fog for you, huh? Right. Um, what did you think about this Liv Morgan, Shayna Baszler contract signing? Um, it, well, it, didn't, it didn't overstay its welcome, at least. Um, you know, it's stuff like this where I think where, they, where Ronda is booked well, where she's got an edge, she's a little bit defiant, um, maybe not out and out heel yet. Um, but it's this type of booking that's going to get her. I mean, we saw it last on, on Friday. This type of booking that's going to get her over with the crowd again, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, uh, she came out and dumped all that money at the table. Crowd was chanting for her. She took out security a little bit. You know, doing stuff like that is going to get her over. And it, I think it's more fitting her skill set than going to the ring and having to talk for 10 minutes. You, you know, know the, he, thing that got, the thing that got over with me big time? She leaves. Shayna shows yeah. up. We finally get to see on screen mm-hmm. the chemistry between the relationship between Shayna yep. Baszler and Ronda Rousey. That like they, they wasted no time. Triple H wasted no time giving us that. And what did Ronda say to Shayna? You used to be a killer. You used to be a killer. Because yeah. Shayna says to her, that's not how you get ahead here. You got to play by the rules. Yeah. And Ron just dismissively says, you know, he used to be a killer and then walks off. Mm-hmm. That gets Shayna thinking with her Triple H-inspired denim ve- return denim vest. Yeah. They can't tell me that didn't mean nothing. Uh, walks to the uh, – and cuts a, a great old-school NXT-style Shayna Baszler promo mm-hmm. on Liv Morgan. Says, you got a great target on you. Yep. Liv comes out, and uh, crowd, once again, you, you tapped, tapped out, out, you tapped out. Um, that was good stuff. I, I thought that was a pretty effective segment. Liv left uh, uh, Shayna Baszler. You know, Triple H, he loves – he understands what it is, man. He just loves, he knows that people like people doing cool shit and beating each other up. Yeah, yep. It's it's a pretty simple formula. You it don't really need 15 is. minutes of talking. Nope. It's doing, it's doing cool stuff. Just get to mm-hmm. the point. Be efficient. Yeah. People yeah. generally don't like 20-minute promos unless, you know, A, it's really good and it's really advancing a story. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, uh, people into we it. Speaking had, of promos, yeah. let's talk about this real quick. So, Karrion Cross, of course, he made his return last week with Scarlett. We didn't see him in ring in terms of match today, or today, Friday, sorry. Uh, he did cut a promo, um, and uh, Scarlett did come out to uh, 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 send a message to the Usos. Um, they, they're obviously just continuing what he was doing in NXT, which is smart because it was working there. Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. Um, his promo was solid. He knows what his targets are. Drew, mm-hmm. Bloodline. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see after Clash at the Castle how his story advances, especially as it pertains to Roman. Is that going to be maybe the Survivor Series match? Who knows? Um, and then after the draft, or you know, if there's a draft after Clash at the Castle, see where he ends up. Is he going to stay at Sm- I wouldn't be surprised if he stays on SmackDown because if he's on Raw, people are going to maybe associate his first tenure on Raw uh, a bit more than they would actually want. That's, I get the feeling that not only is, is is depth kind of low on SmackDown, that might be one of the reasons he's there, is to distance him from what they did with him on Raw previously. That, that could be. Um, I mean, I look at him and Drew as sort of the two 
I don't know. I mean, I guess over there on Raw, you've got, you know, obviously Kevin Owens has a renewed focus. It'll be, I guess it'll be just interesting to see how the draft shakes out because I think that's going to, you're right, I think that's going to determine a lot. Um, and, I mean, I look at Cross and, and you think that Triple H would want to carry that momentum. Him and Drew are both really good candidates to get some, you know, mm-hmm. at least a good shot at it. I mean, I know Drew's getting his, his shot at Clash of the Castle. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's a possibility he stays there on SmackDown with Roman. Um, but, uh, but then the, I mean, the, I don't know that sort of, doesn't that immediately set up Roman versus Karrion Cross? And are you, do you want to do that match? Like within a couple months of him coming onto the show and then he just loses. To no, I would, I would, I would, that'd be something I'd definitely take my time with. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like Karrion Cross needs to feud with Drew McIntyre after Drew loses that clash at the castle mm-hmm. yeah. through the fall. Yeah. Um, and then we had that killer main event. Yeah. That match Shinsuke Nakamura great. versus Gunther uh, for the Intercontinental Champion. We got another Intercontinental. We got, I'm sorry, we got another mid-card title video package. Mm-hmm. We've been seeing him over on Raw for the U.S. title. Now we have uh, them paying uh, uh, homage to the Intercontinental Championship. And Michael Cole, several times throughout the show, referred to it as, he, I think he used the term worksman, workman title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The title that is defended all the time. Like on every mm-hmm. TV show, um, you know, historically, it's 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 generally put on one of, if, if not the best wrestlers. Yeah, you know, on on that particular brand or in WWE. So um, it's a practice that's f- that fell out of favor with Vince. Yes, honestly, like a decade ago. Every once in a while, they'll put it on your sort of workhorse guy, but it mm-hmm. never really lasts. It never really. It hasn't been that way for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, you know, when Triple H was carrying it. That's it was it was the stepping stone title. You know, it was like, hey, these guys are the future. This is what's going to be coming next. And over the years, it sort of, you know, landed on on either workhorse types or, you know, sort of guys who would be hitting the main event. Yeah. Not after after. Not I mean, long. especially like in the the, the 90s and the attitude, yeah. era, especially if you got the Intercontinental title, that meant that they were priming you for a potential mm-hmm. main event push. And that was right, kind yeah. of your first test to see if you were ready for it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, before yeah. Austin got to the main event scene, Intercontinental Champ. Same with The Rock. Same with Triple the H. The Rock, Triple H, yeah. Um, so, but that kind of pipeline now, is it doesn't really exist. Mm-hmm. And you could even see it on people that they thought might, like, they tried, they put it on Billy Gunn. Yeah. But yeah. obviously he wasn't main event. Ken Shamrock, which I always mm-hmm. thought that dude could have been main event material, but I think, I'm pretty sure Bruce Pritchard said something about like his backstage reliability wasn't, mm. you know, what what they wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, he, he never really seemed like there were he had such sort of like odd momentum with the fans. Like sometimes the fans totally bought into Shamrock, and sometimes yeah, yeah, they were yeah. like, mm, I don't really see it. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah, it it definitely seems like. And again, this it makes me wonder if you know if Triple H is definitely going to be separating the titles of the draft or. Um, is this going to be a situation where he's going to keep both those titles on Roman and try to elevate those other titles to make USA and Fox happier? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, but I don't know. Uh, but I mean, know. regardless, it's it's a good idea to elevate the mid card. Oh, absolutely, make them, yeah. Make them valued because mm-hmm. uh, far too often and far you know far too often under Vince that hadn't been the case. So I guess we could jump into it. SmackDown opened up with a match, Mitch. First uh, match. Yeah, for the women's tag title tournament, you had Raquel, Rodriguez, and Aaliyah taking on Zia Lee and Shotzi. Again, they gave the match time. Solid bout. Yeah. Shotzi had her old music back, but no tank yet. 
yet. Yet. Yet. Gotta build it. Gotta build it. Exactly. Uh, and uh, Raquel ended up getting the win for her team. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so uh, Shotzi and Zaya were going for a double leg sweep on Raquel. Aaliyah breaks that up. Raquel hits her finish on Zaya Lee to get the win. They advanced the tournament. They faced the winner of Natalia and Sonia versus Zoe Stark and Nikita Lyons. Natalia and Sonia are going to win that probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And advance. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see who. I would imagine it's going to be Natalia and Sonia from the SmackDown side of the bracket make it to the finals, but I could be wrong. Um. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, you've got, I don't know, like uh, Kai, uh, Kai and Sky. Mm-hmm. They're like, I don't know, are they on the same side of the bracket as no, these no, two? No, no, the left side is, is Raw SmackDown, the other and, side is Raw. SmackDown is SmackDown and then the one NXT team, yeah. Okay. I could see it being this pair right here maybe against Kai and Sky. Maybe. Raquel, Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah just to make it a face heel thing. Yeah, that could be. That could be. Maybe, you know. Um, after that, we had a, a Roman Reigns drew uh, McIntyre carrying cross video package. Then we had a carrying cross promo. Now he's backstage with Scarlett, mm-hmm. and he said, uh, "In the midst of chaos, opportunity presents itself." Last week, that's what happened—the rebirth of a darkened soul. Drew and Roman, the chosen ones, must be nice. They were cast out. Of, he says, "We were cast out of paradise, disregarded like a broken toy to be forgotten." But we didn't forget. He says, "We prepared and we waited for the perfect time to strike with vengeance." Everyone knows about the bloodline, but now we're going to show us. But now we're going to show sure. them the new yeah. timeline, because no matter where the time is told, in the end, everybody pays the toll. Tick tock. And then this is very clever. He sort of peers around the corner. You see in the background around the corner is Drew McIntyre in the distance waiting to go out there to for his music to hit. Yep. He doesn't know that Cross is back there with the camera guy cutting the promo on him. He's just, you know, oh, look at me. Uh, he's waiting for his, uh, his his music to hit. Mm-hmm. So then it does, and he goes off into the distance into the crowd. Yeah. Yep. And then he comes out for a promo. He says, an exciting time at WB. There's a lot of new faces showing up. Let's start with Karrion Cross, who jumped me last week. A lot of people are going to rant uh, or think that he's going to rant and rave about the horrible things he's going to do to Cross. He says, but I get it. Cross has been waiting for a year. And what a, a larger impact can you get than attacking the number one contender and then staring down the undisputed champion? He says, here's the problem with that. That number one contender is me. And uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back, back it up and deliver this message. He says, uh, my hands are a little full right now, but when the time is right, we're going to play a little game. And it's going to be multiple t- choice. And you're going to get three options, Cross. One, knockout. Two, the hospital. hospital. Another mention of hospital, not hospital. local medical facility. Three, the graveyard. He says, and I'll send uh, Cross back to the dungeon he crawled out of. He says, uh, also, I suggest you check out my match against Roman at Clash. Yeah, and he says, I'm about to break some shocking news to the crowd. Roman isn't here. And he says, I got to be honest with Roman. You've been surrounding yourself with yes men and believe in your own hype. He says, Roman is as good as he says he is, but the last two matches against Brock, it took family, weapons, and sacrificing Paul Heyman to get the job done. But Roman, you're facing me this time. I'm the man who beat Brock Lesnar main event at WrestleMania with my bare hands. He calls Roman delusional because the island of relevancy, it's not even a real place. It's not a real place. It does not exist. It doesn't exist. So then Scarlet comes to the ring and she walks uh, to the apron. Usos then attack Drew from behind. Drew fights him off a little bit until Jay hits him with a super kick. Usos hit the 1D and then Jay tells Scarlet to tell Cross 
if he steps up to Roman, Roman's going to put his ass down. And Scarlet says, Cross has the same message for them. And they didn't mic it. Yeah. And I love that because yep. you just have to, like, listen to what they're saying, you know, without, like, you know, them talking into a mic or something yep. goofy like yep. that. Yep. I really I really like this. I thought this was really good. I thought Scarlet, you know, not sort of expecting the Usos to be there and sort of, you know, just rolling with that. I thought the whole thing was really, really well done, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had an Intercontinental title video package. Um, it was really well done, again, you know, emphasizing the workhorse nature of it. Um, after that, we had uh, Ivar versus Kofi Kingston. But during the new, more vicious Viking Raiders entrance, Kofi comes out and just freaking annihilates them with kendo sticks. But then they start using their shields on them. Mm-hmm. Ivar throws his shield at Kofi. And then Eric throws Kofi into Ivar's shield. Eric drags Kofi towards the barricade. Ivar hits Kofi with a splash off it. Yeah. Yeah, this was this is pretty brutal right here. Kofi got his ass handed to him. He did. He did. You gotta, you gotta come at them with more than a kendo stick. They got those tough ass shields, man. Yeah. Uh so then Sammy walks up to Roman's locker room. I don't know why Roman has a locker room, but he's not even there. It's been established. Anyways. Oh, he's tribal chief, man. Contract. Uh so he knocks in the door. Usos come out. And Sammy says, you know, I've been doing a lot of thinking, everything they said last week, the Usos said last week, you're right. Uh, and then Drew runs in, lays out the Usos, and Sammy, he runs off. Yeah, Pat McAfee says, I'm like, oh, look at Sammy looking like a track star yeah. <laughs> running out of there. Oh, man, speaking of Pat McAfee, he was on oh, one, man. man. No, next up, we had uh, Brandon Scott and Trevor Irvin, and Hit Row comes out. So Pat's got the Telestrator out. To talk about these jobbers says <laughs> and he like he's using all the functions of the telestrator because yeah, the telestrator is seemingly that, yeah. just yeah. like you know for drawing squiggly lines now you yeah. can like have little numbers pop up yeah and so he's got one two three four five six seven pieces of poop coming out of their pants they might need some depends at the end of oh, this match that was so good it was amazing it was great to see hit row as well it was it was so uh hit row they get the win Drop kick, belly uh, to back combo on Irvin, and uh, after the that happened, Pat says, "Yeah, I knew these these enhancement talent were gonna have to, we're gonna poop their pants, <laughs> poop yep. their pants." Yeah. So uh, after that, uh, uh, Hit Row have a promo. They all kind of reintroduce themselves. Uh, B Fab says, "We're Hit Row, the OG three. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had a Gene LaBelle memorial. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, he was he was like uh, I think big into like training stunt people for like for one thing, like I think and, and other wrestlers. And yeah, I mean, it sounds like shit, he did apparently. a lot of different things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. I think Shayna. I think it was Shayna Baszler had a quote from him said something like, "I got paid peanuts for every f- real fight that I won, and millions for every real R E E L." fight that i lost oh yeah interesting that was pretty clever anyways he's a legend uh after that we had gunther and ludwig chat backstage kayla steps in for an interview um uh gunther says says this yeah okay yeah i forgot there was a nakamura thing i I think i must i accidentally fast forward through right yeah yeah it was just it, it was an interview and he said uh go tell gunther come on gotcha yeah, and then Gunther says, I heard what Nakamura said. Now go tell Shinsuke that tonight he'll suffer at the hands of the ring RL. Yep. Uh, I don't think she relayed that message, though. No, I don't think so. And then we had yeah. the Liv Morgan, Shayna Baszler contract signing. Before that happened, Ronda Rousey comes to the ring. She comes to the crowd. 
puts the duffel bag on the table mm-hmm. and grabs the mic. And says, "I know, I know, I'm not supposed to be here because I'm suspended due to my actions at SummerSlam." She says, I was also fined a lot of money. And then she dumps out the duffel bag, and there's tons of cash inside. Mm. And she says, well, I doubled it. Because let's be honest, it's not be the last time. Being the baddest gets expensive, but I can afford it. So security comes down to ringside. She says, well, I was going to leave on my own anyways, but you sent security. So if you want to make me leave, let's see how that works out. And so she gets out of the ring. One of the security guards puts her hand on Rhonda's shoulder. Rhonda hits her with a judo throw. About, throat. about to put on the arm bar. So let's go and just walks away. Yeah. So she walks up the ramp, met by Shayna on the ramp in the exchange we mentioned earlier, where Shayna says, you know, here you got to play by the rules to get what you want. And that's what Rhonda says. Used to be a killer. And she just walks mm-hmm. away from her. And so yeah, Shayna comes so, to the ring. Yeah. Yeah. She says, uh, she said, I won the gauntlet match against the entire women's locker room. Liv is next on the list. And uh, she's going to be the next to fall. So she signs the contract, says, you know, Liv, you got a good target on you with that injured arm. Can't wait for Cardiff because I'm going to tear you apart limb by limb. Says, or maybe I'll just put you to sleep. She says, either way, I'm walking out of Cardiff women's champion. So Liv comes out. She walks to the ring, grabs a mic, tells Shayna that uh, uh, you won't beat me. Uh, she says, you know, you're kind of like a bootleg Ronda Rousey. And I know that because I beat the real deal twice. And at Cardiff, I'm going to beat you, too. Crowd starts chanting, you tapped out. Liv signs a contract, holds up the title. Shayna grabs Liv's injured arm, slams it against the table, twists it, stomps it. Uh, uh, Shayna tries to put Liv up on the top rope, but Liv is able to reverse that and put Shayna through a table with a bulldog. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it wasn't a super long contract signing. There's a lot of things happening. This is going to be really interesting. Yeah. This is going to be this is going to be an interesting magic card. If I don't know how it it's going to play out. Uh, then Sammy, he's backstage. He's pacing. The Usos step up to him. Uh, Jimmy asks Sammy, "Hey, where'd you run off to?" And Sammy's like, "I was, I was getting security to come help you." And Jay yeah. says, "I'm tired of this. No more excuses. If you don't step up, you're gonna get left behind." And he turns to Jimmy and says, "Let's call Drew's ass to the ring." Yeah. Then we had a WrestleMania lunch party recap. Looked like a grand old time, Larson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, after that, the Usos come to the ring. Uh, Jay tells Drew to pick a partner of his choosing and come get this damn work. Uh, so uh, Drew comes down, and then uh, he has a match against the Usos. And uh, uh, Sam's partner through, at first, yes. Yeah, at first he's like, yeah, that's cool. I'll take you both on. Um, so they start beating up Drew. Madcap Moss runs down. I'm so happy that they're still using Madcap Moss. Same. Same. We've seen this guy put in a ton of work. You know, knock everything, every shitty thing they've been that Vince gave him yep. out of the park. So it's great to see them build this guy back up. Hopefully, he'll lose the silly Madcap name. Um, yep. So he becomes Drew's partner for this match, uh, and then uh, SmackDown rolls on once the, they end up clotheslining the Usos out of the ring. Yep, uh, match happens. So at one point towards the finish, Usos are set up for a one D. Moss pulls Jay out of the ring. Jay clotheslines Moss to the timekeeper area. Uh, Jimmy's going for a smoke drop on Drew. Drew escapes that, hits a headbutt. Jimmy responds with a super kick, but then Drew hits him with a claymore to get the win. So earlier on, Sammy had come out to ringside to try to distract him. Mm-hmm. Drew is staring at him. Uh, so Jay gets in the ring and tries to hit Drew with the super kick. Drew catches it, hits him with the future shock, calls for a claymore. And then Sammy runs to the ring, pushes Jay out of the ring, so Sammy eats the claymore. 
He's stepping up. Yeah, yeah, he's stepping up. That's all I wanted him to do, just step up. And then you can step out with the bloodline. That's all I just one time. That's all I want. Just I'm going to mark time. out so hardcore when that happens. What are the odds of that actually happening? What are the odds now? Minimal? Minimal? More than 10%? 12. Maximum. Huh? 12%. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Prepare to be disappointed. That's all I got to say to you, man. Up next, we had Max Mill Models in a photo shoot. Uh, and But then uh, Max uh, tells they got to shut this down because Angel Garza and Umberto Carrillo, a.k.a. the Umberto's Garza, Carrillo says, you know, if Max uh, wants a maximum male model really to take off, you should sign us. And by the way, this kind of makes me sad. I know it's what Max wants, and I'm cool with it. I miss the low talking. I thought that shit was funny. He's still doing the close talking. Yeah, and, and Angel Garza's reaction to the close talking was pretty good. I think that's a direct sort of like they're going to get rid of it. And so they're sort of writing it out with yeah. this kind of thing. Yeah. Because, yeah, he close talks Angel. He says, come on, we are the most handsome tag team in WWE. And so Max gets an Angel's face, says, you're just not maximum male model material. Creo says, we weren't talking to you. We were talking to Maxine. Woo. Max Dupree did not like that. No. No. Anyway, the photo shoot continues. Then we get a, a Nakamura Valter video package. Following that, Ricochet interview. He's talking about being more locked in now that he's been in a long time. He says he's feeling like he was shot out of a cannon. And it feels good. And he's ready to hit full speed. Didn't say light speed, man. Nope. nope. Oh, uh, so close. At what? Warp speed. It was warp speed. And warp then Mustafa, Mustafa Ali was light speed. Yes. Warp that makes sense. Yeah. speed at what warp it is that lies ahead. Speed. doesn't matter if it's Nakamura or, or Gunther. They each need to know that I'll be waiting in line. And then he's decked by Corbin. He just drops him. And he says to Ricochet, Oh, you thought we were done? We're just getting started. We're just getting started. Uh, after that, we had Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark on a little video package. This was kind of corny because they're just like thrown together. Mm-hmm. And like they're trying to do a promo <laughs> to the camera. And it's like it doesn't work. And Nikita's awkward anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyways, yeah, they're going to they're gonna get beat. Uh, after that, we had our main event, Shitsuke Nakamura versus Gunther. Oh, and, hell of a uh, match. Hell of a match. I gave this like 20 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, man, just full of like Nakamura's chest by the end of this. It wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't as bad as it could have been. But there's but a handprint. Still, there is evidence there. There is a handprint for sure. Yeah. So uh, Nakamura is targeting Walter's right arm. He's chopping arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Early yeah. and often. And, and, and Walter's doing a good job of selling it. A couple instances where he tries to do something and his arm just won't cooperate. Uh, eventually, Nakamura hits a sliding German suplex. Ludwig comes over and gets in Nakamura's face. Nakamura tells him, nine. No. No. Uh, Walter no. then hits a drop kick on Nakamura when Nakamura gets back in the ring. He's looking for a powerbomb. Arm fails him. Nakamura escape. Hits the knee. Looks for Kinshasa. Gunther counters with the clothesline. Covers Nakamura kicks out. So then uh, Walter hits a chop, locks on a sleeper. Uh, Nakamura uses Walter's bad arm to break the hold. In the end, though, Walter Gunther drop kicks Nakamura in the back, followed powerbomb to get the win. Yep, killer match right there. Yeah, Nakamura really looked at the really end good. like he wasn't done with this. I know that maybe they'll move on, but they kept on cutting back to Nakamura on the on the on the ramp there. Yeah. Just seething and it's like, oh man, are they gonna keep this going? They should if they know what's good for I know. them. Man. And Nakamura had some awesome new gear. 
It was black and gold. It looked great. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was awesome. It was awesome, man. Uh, we also had a rampage, and if you're a Trustbusters fan, you probably like this episode. Um, <laughs> they exist. Trustbusters fans exist. I don't know. Um, like I like I like I like Davari like, like a lot. Arya Davari is really good. <laughs> I like Davari. And I'll say this about Parker Boudreaux. Oh come on, man! At don't least try in to... AEW, they let him show off that he he has some athleticism. Because for a guy his size, he moves pretty well. That's kind of the extent of it. Though, yeah, man. yeah. I'm That's not disagreeing. Kind of, as, as a wrestler, fine. he is far from polished. Yeah. Um, it's obvious that his arsenal is still fairly minimal. Yeah, I That's don't know why. The thing he doesn't there's he doesn't really do much. I know, and I it, it it still it bugs me that they have so many other talents on their roster who aren't doing anything, who are exceptionally talented. Yeah, and then. You know, you know, maybe maybe they're signing Parker. They're having him on TV for a little TV for a little bit, and they're gonna send him off to Ring of Honor mm, to yeah. develop there. Um, and if that's the case, all right. But I could probably think of at least a dozen contracted talents on AEW's roster. I would much rather see uh, getting this this TV time. Yeah, I, I we we sound kind of like broken records, man. You know, because we we've been saying the same thing. And this is just another example. You know. It's like, uh, <laughs> here's a metaphor for you. My, Alabama, she has way too many toys, and she gets bored with them really quick. Mm-hmm. And that's just that's the vibe I get, man. You mm-hmm. know, she has a couple. She has a couple that she plays with a lot. Yep. But too often, she just, she'll just grab a new toy. Yep. She'll, she'll, she'll get one, and it'll just disappear. Yep. And I get the feeling that's the same thing that's happening in AEW. So yeah, it, it is what it is. I mean, look there again. It's on. Uh, yeah, there was there wasn't even really like that one match. You know, even Rampage usually has like that one match where it's like, yeah. oh man, okay, well we got that one match. I mean, the main event was solid. It was a solid bout between uh, Arya Davari and, and Orange Cassidy. There was some cool stuff in the in the mixed tag match. Yeah, because when you put Sammy and Dante Martin together in a match, you're not. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some cool shit happening there. But uh, and then the Danielson the Danielson uh, promo is pretty decent, you know. Yeah. But it's it's there's nothing new there. It was like, oh, you know, we know what he's going to say. You know, he's going to say you could be a great pro wrestler, but you're obsessed with this uh, sports entertainment stuff. Well, it's the same fucking thing. He's going in there putting on great matches. What does it matter what he calls himself? Oh, I know. I know. I know. Well, I kicked off the show. Danielson comes out, says, been wrestling for almost 23 years. I don't feel like I'm ever going to be 100%, but I don't need to be 100%. I need to live 100%. That sounds like a movie line, like something from Point Break. Uh, <laughs> he says, and there's nothing that makes me feel more alive than being in the wrestling I ring. I need to live on. You're right. It I need to live 100%, Bodie. <laughs> um, and uh, he, ta- you know, he says, Daniel Garcia has talked about wanting to end my career. Um, so that's fine. I'm not going to leave this ring on my own. But regardless, my career is not going to end on Wednesday. So Garcia comes out, says, it's no secret that you are my hero. But I, I, I come out here and you're just making excuses. You sound like you're getting ready to lose. And I, he, I, this part I actually really like. Garcia goes, Brian, I don't know how much longer I can do this. You retire, you come back. You retire, you come back. You can't keep putting me through this, Brian. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, he says, uh, it hurts me when I when you, it hurts me when you hurt. And it makes me want to hurt you. He says, when I step in the ring with you next week, 
I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to hurt you so bad that it'll end your career. You just won't call me the Dragon Slayer. You'll have to call me the greatest tactical sports entertainer of all on the planet. And Brian says, I'm okay with people saying they're going to end my career. Ever since I came to AEW, I've been talking about violence. I love violence. And violence begets violence. But what really pisses me off is the sports entertainment bullshit. He says, we all know what Jericho has been shoving down your throat about the sports entertainment stuff. Uh, Garcia, you're one of the people I mentioned first when I talked about starting the Blackpool Combat Club because I saw you at 21 go 60 minutes in front of 250 people showing the best wrestling technique I'd seen a young talent in years. So he says, I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to think about this when I'm stomping your face in on Wednesday. Do you want to be the best technical sports entertainer on the planet? Or if I'm your hero, do you want... And you're like, you know, Garcia's kind of trying... He's like ashamed of himself, so he's trying not to make eye contact to contact Brian Danielson. And Danielson grabs him by the face and says, look at me when I'm talking to you. Do you want to be the best technical wrestler in the world? And then there's a small touch as he's leaving. Garcia takes his goofy hat off, the cap mm-hmm. that he's got on. Mm-hmm. He takes that off, and he mm-hmm. just looks like, you know, he just got punked out which he kind of did he did um, he got humiliated yeah humiliated uh after that we had a cm punk returns video package and then we had uh triple a mixed tag titles in action yeah uh sammy and ty ty mellow yep. versus dante martin and sky blue yeah uh, there was some there was some fun stuff here yeah, oh, yeah. there was some fun stuff here. there was some fun there stuff. was the, the bit where uh uh dante launches himself using ty Steps on her. Yeah, and, for the destroyer. That know. was awesome. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, I mean, that's not a fucking metaphor for AW's women's division. I don't know what. <laughs> <sighs> um, so uh, the saw Ty Con. Sorry, Ty Mello. That's going to take some getting used to. Uh, getting the win here. She hits Sky Blue with a pump kick and then the Ty KO to get the win. Yup. After that, we had a Lucha Brothers promo. Penta Phoenix says, Penta says, Phoenix says they're coming back for gold. Penta, Penta tells Andrade that this isn't finished. Next week, backward turns, and Death Triangle reunites, and we fight for the trio's title. Yep. Uh, then we get Parker Boudreaux versus Sonny Kiss. It was awesome to see Sonny Kiss back on TV. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, but then Parker wins pretty quickly. Choke slam. Uh, then, with, then he hits his finish to get the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, uh, so Andrade, this was actually pretty funny. <laughs> this is pretty funny because he's got Andrade's just got the worst interpersonal like uh, dynamic uh, skills here. This is good stuff. Yeah, this was pretty great. So Andrade is introducing Roosh to Butcher and Blade. Roosh is like, "Hi, nice to meet you," and he says, "Of course, you know private party." And Roosh just pretty much says, "I don't like him." <laughs> <laughs> and then Andrade says, "You know, myself, Roosh, Dragon Lee, we're going to win the trios titles." And then he says. He's setting up to say that private party, you need to win the tag titles, but you've already lost to Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 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 Isaiah Cassie says, Andrade, people like you have been sleeping on us for a long time, but that changes next week because we're going to wake y'all up. And Andre, Andrade's like, I don't care. Just bring <laughs> me the titles. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. Uh, after this, we had uh, Gun Club versus Beardhausen, Eric Redbeard. And uh, Dan Housen there mm-hmm. taking on Gun Club. We got to hear that wonderful spa music. So relaxing. Uh, in the end, though, Austin hits Dan Housen with a famous to get the win. Billy gets in the ring, and he's giving his boys some shit. Says, no wonder the crowd calls you ass boys. I miss the acclaimed. He says, you guys need to toughen up. He says, because you're not doing what I taught you. He says, next week on Dynamite, you got another match to prove yourselves. 
And then Billy leaves, and Stokely again offers up his business card. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got a swerve in our glory interview. Uh, Keith Lee says when he got to AEW, Isaiah Cassidy was a challenger, and I dismantled him. Then Mark Quinn jumps in. I dismantled him, too. He says if Private Party didn't have a chance against him, what makes them think they got a chance against both of us? Do the math. And then Swerve says, uh, Private Party, not even the top five, but we're going to allow you to have this match anyways because, as Lee says, no ranked team will. And then Private Party will, can only just swerve in their glory. Mm-hmm. We had a very brief uh, Hook interview. Shivani asks Hook if the FTW title is always an open challenge one, and he says, yep. And then they're interrupted by a fellow named Zach Clayton, who's a reality TV star, superstar. Who I'd never heard of. Never heard of this guy. <laughs> Never heard of him. I did look up. Apparently, he, he does have some experience as a wrestler, so it's not just. That's good. But uh, I had no idea who this person was. Um, again, another situation where there's at least a dozen, if not more, AEW talents who rather see in this situation, get some TV time, rather than Zach Clayton. If this dude gets a Zach Clayton is all elite graphic before Willow and Nightingale, I'm fucking quitting, man. I'm actually not quitting. That's just, you know, I, I like to use exaggerative terms like that. Yeah, it's hyperbole. But what the fuck, man? Yeah, I know. If I this know. dude gets one of those stupid graphics, like how did Parker Boudreaux get with that graphic and Willow didn't? I don't know. I, don't I hope know. it's because she doesn't want it. <laughs> that could be. I hope it's because she's like, I'm waiting for Pop for, for Uncle Paul to give me a call. That could be. That I could don't be. know, man. I don't know. Anyways, uh, so, yeah, this guy – he says, I'm going to take your title from you and bring it to New Jersey, God's country, where it belongs. And then he challenges him to a match next week. Yawn. Could care less. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There's nothing one, interesting about it. There's I know. I know. I guy care. stumbles out, stumbles through his fucking promo. Hook's going to beat him in 90 seconds. Yeah, it's going to be it's, an un- it's, yeah. It's it's not even worth the, the – it's not – Put some people on TV that we haven't seen in a little while. I don't care about Zach Clayton. Zach Clayton's not going to bring people to watch Rampage. It does nothing for Hook also, who's still developing as a wrestler and who's fairly one-dimensional in the ring. It does nothing for him to put him in there with a guy who isn't exactly, like, you know, fucking known for for, for anything, really, in the first place. I know. But for, like, you know, doing that kind of shit. Like, you know, when you had... Hook in there with like a Tony Nese. Like, why not do an extended thing with Tony Nese? That guy can teach some people some things. Tony you know Nese, I mean? uh, J.D. Drake. There's a lot of wrestlers that aren't going to be main eventers in AEW. Yeah. Who they can put in the ring opposite Hook. Yeah. To get them some quality experience. Mm-hmm. Zach Clayton's not popping any numbers. Mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah. If you want to get Rampage numbers up, guess what? Give us good stories, interesting stories. And, and good matches, and put it in a different time slot. Like, I'd love to say that it's it's surprising that 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 Rampage very quickly sort of went from, oh, this is like a third hour of core programming, and it's clearly not now. No. Like, and we knew that was going to kind of happen because it's like, okay, well, it's taped, it's on Friday, it's in a shitty time slot. Like, they're not going to do much with it. And unfortunately, that's just, you know, that's just the way it is. I mean, I like the live Rampages. Stuff happens there. Yeah, but there's so few and far between. I know, I know. Uh, then we got our customary pre-main event interview hosted by Mark Henry. So uh, Arya Davari Devar- uh, asked why he asked Orange Cassidy to join the Trustbusters. He said he asked Orange to join because he's one of the most talented wrestlers in AEW, and I'm investing my money and the best talent around. 
But if Orange doesn't want to join us, fine. I'll beat Orange's ass in my old dump of hometown, Minneapolis. Then Orange is about to do Mark Henry's catchphrase. And then Mark's like, whoa, hold on. He says it. Time for the main event. Time for the main event. All right, Davari versus Orange Cassidy. This was good stuff. This was a good match. This was a lot of fun. Uh, Orange gets the win uh, with an orange punch. Uh, after the bell, Slim J attacks Orange. But Chuck and Trent, they get in the ring. They throw him out. Parker then drops best friends with the clothesline, hits uh, them with some corner splashes, has a stare down with Orange Cassidy. Sunny Kiss hits the ring, stand next to Orange, and then kicks uh, Orange in the balls. And then Parker hits Orange with uh, his finisher. And then seemingly Sony, Sunny, sorry, Sunny Kiss has joined the Trustbusters. They just had a match against the Trustbusters. I know, Busters. I know. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So the G1 had a couple more nights uh, over the weekend. Yes. Night 16 and 17 uh, as it, it heats up. Man, Enforcer still with that wall. He's got a 12, good lead, but again, yeah. with 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 the, the point values for wins in the semi and, and finals for our prediction going up, it's not an insurmountable lead still. Yeah. Right. Let's re, let's go through the results, and then we can go through some scenarios that will lead to paths to victory. Oh, for absolutely. So uh, night 16, you got Osprey defeating Yoshihashi, Shingo defeating uh, Yujiro Takahashi, Cobb defeating Yano, Jay White beats Taichi, and then Kenta defeats Hinare, night 17. Mm-hmm. Great Okan defeats Taichi. Kenta defeats Tanahashi. Lawler getting a huge win over Jeff Cobb, eliminating Jeff Cobb from the tournament. Yeah. And then Yoshihashi gets the win over David Finley. David Finley had a fast start and it just fizzled completely. He, I think he only yeah. really needed to win one match, one of his last three matches, and he would have won the block. Oh, man. Anyway, so the scores right now. Steve, you have 86. Nice. I have 84, and Force Rest 96. There's one night left. Yeah, so it's a big I, night. It's like it's a, a massive night. night. Yeah. So I ran a few scenarios. So your clearest path to victory, you need these things to happen. You need Naito to beat Zack Sabre Jr. Okay. He wins the block. You need Godo to beat Evil. That's the last match you and I differ on. We're in agreement okay. on everything else on this, this last night. Okay. And you need Tama Tonga to beat Jay White because Jay White is Enforcer's pick to win the tournament. If Tama Tonga beats him, I believe Tama wins the block. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Let me double check here something real quick, just real quick. All right, I'll uh, keep going. Tama, uh, so, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right because right now Tama sits at eight, eight points. points. Jay is at 10. So, yeah. If Tama wins, he'll have 10, but he'll have the tiebreaker because right. he won the head-to-head match. So, of one. if... Zack Sabre Jr., this is easy for the enforcer. If Zack Sabre Jr. beats Naito, he wins. Yeah, right. Yeah, Because then Zack wins the yeah. block. Naito is our pick to win the whole thing. Um, and, and uh, yeah, he'll win. Um, but if Naito beats Zack Sabre Jr., Evil beats Goto, and Tama Tonga beats Jay White, I believe you and me will end up tied if Naito wins the entire thing. Hmm. If Naito doesn't end up winning the entire thing, Enforcer, Enforcer still wins. Yes. Okay. That, hey, man, you, that, that was cool. You broke it down pretty pretty uh, succinctly there, pretty effectively. Mm-hmm. All right. So All we right. both of us still need a lot, lot. I mean, if Naito doesn't win the tournament, Enforcer wins. We're it's, out. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So, yeah. That's the All scenario. Right. I mean, I think there's one match. 
Two matches. So for, two for matches. you to win, for yes. you to win, Naito needs to win. Naito needs to win. Evil the needs to win. The entire thing. Yeah. Evil and then needs Evil to needs to win tonight. Because if Evil wins tonight, you and I go into the semifinals tied. Mm-hmm. And then I need Naito to win. And then that gets me a tie with you at the end of G1. I would have to cash in money in then the bank. Cash in money in the bank, yeah. To win the month. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, lots so it's of enforcer, enforce you you want Jay White to win and Zack Sabre Jr. to win. If that happens, you clinch. You win you win G one predictions. Mm-hmm. So all so he needs he needs wait, I'm sorry, he needs what? He needs uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Actually I think if I if I think if Zack Sabre Jr. Beats Naito, he wins because that eliminates. Oh yeah, from yeah, the it eliminates Naito. So if Zack Saber Jr. wins uh, tonight, Enforcer, you're good. You're good because then Zack wins the block. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So much on the line. Not going to be able to sleep. A lot on the line. There's a lot on the line. A lot on the line. A lot on the line, Jack. Yeah. Uh, anyways, also there's a raw pre. There's a raw tonight. Yeah. Triple H has uh, bequeathed us a preview. Uh, we've got Bobby Lashley defending the United States title in a first-ever showdown with AJ Styles. We've never fought me and Bobby Lashley. Yeah. And this is for the U.S. title. I've had the U.S. title before. I've just never fought Bobby Lashley before. That's correct. Uh, uh, Alexa Bliss and Asuka are going to take on Nikki A.S.H., and Dewdrop, did you see that interview where uh, Dewdrop talked about she might she, she seems she she tries not to be, but she seems downright giddy over a potential name change. That's awesome. Yeah, she was like, yeah, she was like, it kind of made sense when we did it originally, but then it didn't make any sense, and I just want things to make sense. And so she says, I'm vi-. the thing is like she's giving him the benefit of the doubt. She's basically saying, I'm doing a lot of paraphrasing here. Yeah. She's basically saying, we've talked about it. Talked about a name change. He's got a lot to do right now, but I have faith that he's going to come back around to me. Interesting. Yeah, man. Interesting. Here's the thing, though. It's very important that we we, we, we base this decision off of two things. Two things very important. Story and character. That's the only thing that matters here. (gasps) (laughs) Oh, man. And then we get Riddle to give an update on his future, an exclusive interview. All right, here's the thing, Riddle. This is the thing. Stop being so weird about Randy Orton, all right? There's two things that matter. It's story and character, okay? You need to know who you are and why you keep obsessing over Randy Orton. I like Randy, too. I think he's great. But I don't, I don't mention him all the time. I don't talk about him. I love Ric Flair all the time, you know, but he's, he's great. I mean, for the most part. But, you know, you know, you're going to be talking about him all the time. There's two things that matter, really, story and character. Hey, Larson. Yeah? Let's answer some questions. What do you say? All right. First up, from Yukon the Great, says, My question is, why are so many people seemingly turning on AEW? It feels to me like ever since Triple H took over as head of creative in WWE, it seems like the wrestling narrative has changed to where a lot of people have suddenly started overhyping everything they're doing and crapping on or nitpicking anything AEW does to death. I think what we're seeing here is, is two things kind of coinciding. Is I know Steve will, will credit credit. Cody Rhodes leaving AEW for uh, AEW. Part of it is probably the actual reason why a lot of it is happening is probably because of injuries and MJF taking a leave. That seemed to maybe have upset a lot of creative plans. Maybe they had in store. Uh, look, I enjoy AEW's programming for the most part. Do they have things they have to improve? Absolutely. Um, the creative over the last few months hasn't been as interesting as it was prior. 
for me personally. And then you get a lot of optimism. Now that Triple H is running uh, uh, WWE Creative, by and large, I enjoyed what he did in NXT. Um, I think if he takes that kind of approach on main roster and still delivers some of the be- the better aspects of WWE's style of sports entertainment, you give us coherent storylines, you have a vision for the product, you follow through on what you plan, um, I think it, it, the possibility is there for WWE to be really good going forward. I hope AEW comes back around to being really good. I hope they make the improvements they need to make to be uh, uh, interesting TV. Um, but right now, I think it's just more a situation where AEW, eh, they're not exactly hitting their stride right now. That could easily change. Now they got some people returning from injury. Um, remains to be seen. I think that's really kind of what it is. You're people are optimistic about WWE, AEW, maybe not hitting on exactly all cylinders right now. It's just two things just kind of overlapping at the same time. I think, yeah, I, th- I think you hit a lot of it. Um, I think that the thing about AEW is that it kind of started um, as kind of a reaction to what we'd been shoveled the last several decades. Yeah. Like Vince McMahon yeah. has never been not a part of major big budget North, you know, uh, wrestling in America. And AEW existed as, okay, let's see if we can provide a proper alternative. The cool stuff that we thought Vince could have done, they're going to do over in AEW. This cool stuff that you see in NXT, we're going to see in AEW on a big budget. AEW made a lot of promises about a lot of things. And to a degree, it delivered. But we're also really starting to see Tony Khan's sort of true colors um, for for good and for bad. You mentioned that being sort of a perfect storm with injuries. Well, a lot of the injuries and departures, you mentioned Cody Rhodes. And jokingly, mm. I have said that, you know, he's yeah. been the thing that AEW's, it's fallen but, apart. But the one thing that Cody definitely was, was a storyteller-based wrestling uh, wrestler. Mm-hmm. He was all about telling the story. And not everything he did in AEW worked or was executed right. But I applaud the guy for trying some new things there. Um And then he went to WWE. He left. That's one storyteller that's gone. One thing that Tony Khan clearly um, employs in AEW is giving his wrestlers the freedom to sort of tell stories. Well, CM Punk was injured. MJF left. Um, Jericho's still around. And you see, like, he's one guy who still actively tries to tell stories. When you have so many... Kenny Omega was a story guy. When you have so many guys that tell stories that are missing you're going to get just wrestlers who just wrestle. And so for the longest time, you had sort of what plagued NXT for a spell during the 1.0 phase, which is just really good matches week to week, and that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of stories being told. And then there just became the like the really glaring issues with AEW, like the way they... Tony Khan clearly does not care for women's wrestling. He does not see the value in it. Um, and he can try to profess that he, he does, but he doesn't. I mean, it's just clear. Yeah. Um, and that's a shame. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on the other side, with Triple H, we're seeing what we wanted to see when we started yeah. to be interested in AEW. Yep. We're seeing, oh, this is what it's like when Vince is gone. And you see, just over a matter of weeks, what Triple H is doing over there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you've got AEW sort of on the decline due to forces both – Un, in their control and not in their control. Yeah. yeah. And you've got you've got this intrigue on, oh wow, we're gonna see the biggest thing now mm-hmm. without the 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 biggest imp, imp, impediment to um what it could be to 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 its its true potential. Yeah. So 
you've you've got all that. Um, yeah. And I think that's that's why I think people are seeing. I, anecdotally, I've seen so many people in our comments or on Twitter saying, "Yeah, I started turn, tuning out of AEW. Just isn't as compelling well, as it was." I'll, I I think the numbers for our recaps bear that out because our numbers yeah. for AEW recaps have have gone down over the last month or two. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it, it's we know just based on how our our shows perform what the enthusiasm level is for wrestling kind of writ large mm-hmm. you know yeah. when 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 wb was kind of like the only major brand and it wasn't going well well that was reflected in in our numbers mm-hmm. yeah um and now that AEW's taken a, a bit of a downturn it's reflected in the numbers i mean they, the recaps still do fairly well but you know they were guaranteed to hit a certain threshold week after week and that's not the case anymore i think with like especially with the injuries thing um, if Kenny comes back, if they start telling some stories again, yeah. that's going to bring some people back. I'm still very disappointed with how they've treated the women's division. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of it has been a lot. A lot of the sort of stuff that Tony's doing right now, it just seems scattershot. And he's it, throwing it stuff at the really wall is. and he's he's signing people that it's like, man, you got to be you got to be a bit more selective yeah. with who you're putting on TV. If TV time is so precious, like, I'm sorry, I know how much he wants dark and elevation to matter the same as cable television. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, and he needs to get that through his head. But, you know, mm-hmm. he's a son of a billionaire. I, I think he's probably pretty stubborn. Um, and to be honest, defiant at some points. Uh, B-Man Patrick Sparks says, with the Cardona's wedding being one of the better ones in wrestling, how would you power rank the rest of the wrestling weddings? Who would ruin your wedding if you were to have one? Joe DeSole. Yeah, Joe DeSole would probably ruin it. Yeah. He's got a penchant for doing that of late. Ruining things. What's, what's like the top three uh, wrestling weddings? I mean, in terms of a heartwarming one, at least at the moment, is Macho Man and Elizabeth. Yeah, that's, that's a big one. Seeing them get back together at, at, uh, uh, and then at SummerSlam, having the wedding there. The legacy on that one sort of fell off a little bit oh, for yeah. me because of their actual relationship. Oh, definitely. You know what definitely. I mean? But at yeah. the time, yeah, sure. it was pretty massive. Um, I thought Indexes was good. I thought, I'll be yeah, honest that was with you, the, the last one that uh, that Chelsea Green had um, when she was Laurel, Laurel Van Ness and Impact. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a really well done one. That was a really well done one. Um, I know we're probably missing some. Um, I mean, they, they, I forget what I was watching. I was watching some Triple H biography on uh, a Peacock, and uh, you know, it was the one where he he broke up the Stephanie one. It was him and Stephanie supposed to get married, and, and he turned on her, mm-hmm. and she was did the whole. Ah! Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we already sort of talked about that. Uh, Mayor uh, Planet Houston asked, do you miss when everything used to be a surprise? I feel like Hit Row coming back was less exciting because it was spoiled the day before. All these returns aren't going to be as fun if they keep getting spoiled. Well, I mean, Karrion Cross's return genuinely surprised me. It's one thing for uh, an outlet to report that there has been discussions, but then for it to yeah. actually happen, yeah, I'm sure discussions happen all the time about a variety of things but they don't always follow through you know Um, yeah i generally tend to like when fightful publishes the plans for smackdown and raw i don't i don't look at those i I still like to be as surprised Mm -hmm. as i can be Mm -hmm. um you know there are some time if uh, i'm sure if, if fightful select catches wind that somebody is going to debut 
you know, uh, in a certain segment, I'm sure they'll put that info out there with the appropriate spoiler alerts. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you just can't get away from that. And that's especially in our line of work. That's yeah. fine. Um, but I don't know. I'll be honest with you. Like, I, I get it. I know there's an element of, of fans out there who want to stay plugged into what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, enjoy spoiler free uh, programming. Sometimes you just can't, you know, it's like you got to choose one or the other. And, yeah. and that's that's the situation. But I don't know the, it's, it's you know, I was surprised at punk. You know, they, they, they took they went to great lengths to to keep that from getting yeah. out. Yeah. So I think it's still possible to do it, but too many people talk. Yep. Uh, Marvell asks, Logan Paul is going into the WWE Hall of Fame celebrity wing, huh? I don't know. If he keeps having matches like he has been, uh, it's entirely possible that uh, he bypasses the celebrity wing altogether and they just put him in directly to Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think if he if he has if he does the big four for like five years straight, and he kills it every time out, he ain't going to be in the celebrity wing. No. He'll end up, I mean, it'll be like, you know, 15 years, 20 years or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, he'll he'll end up, he'll do he'll do okay. He'll be in the proper one. Yeah. Uh, Tristan here asked, do you think Osprey will be Pac's opponent for All Out since he and Aussie Open are challenging Death Triangle in the first round of the trios tournament? I could see that being the start of their feud for the All-Atlantic title. That would be pretty cool. That'd be pretty neat. That'd be, be a good match. That. That'd be, that be a good match. hell of a good match. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, let's see here. We've sort of answered this before, but we'll get around to it in this question here, in this video here. Jet Jaguar says, I feel like AEW uses too much blood in their TV matches, especially Mox, uh, to the point where it's the norm and not shocking. Do you agree, and how would you solve this? I'll be honest with you. I know we've said before that blood can help enhance a story, and they should use it sparingly. I kind of don't give a shit like Mox does it and it's sort of the norm now and I'm, I'm cool with it. I don't think it, I don't know. It's just, it's a convention of, of AEW now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, and I'm fine with it. I don't think it adds or detracts. Um, well, I think, I think it adds a little bit cause it adds drama, but I don't think it necessarily detracts anything. I think if, if we see it in WWE, then it's kind of shocking. It is. It'd be, yeah, incredibly shocking. Even when, when Dom had a little bit of fake blood on his face after, Rhea beat him up that was I was like wow they they even put a little bit of fake blood on him that's kind of surprising yeah. um, if, if if you take Mox out of the equation I know last week there was a coffin match and Brody King got busted open basically immediately mm-hmm. but like outside of that blood doesn't happen all the time on AEW again mm-hmm. if you set Mox aside um, they they tend to save it for either the really huge matches or the ones that are really physical that would make sense also i might get busted open here mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh organ grinder here in chat has a great question who is the worst on-screen authority vince russo or the raw gm laptop oh i know that's a tough one i hated the laptop but then i fucking hated seeing russo on my tv too like russo might have been i think i stopped watching wcw before that but I think I tuned back in just to see, oh, Russo's there. Let's see if he's going to be interesting at all. And he was so bad yeah. that I think I was done watching WCW. And with the laptop, I still, I think I still watch WWF. Yeah, I, I would go with Russo. Somehow Russo was more annoying than someone reading off a laptop. <laughs> yeah, of course, Enforcer here has it correct. Says Triple H would say him, yeah. No, the worst is the enforcer. God, I turn my chat every every single week when he shows up. Change the channel. 
go watch Cultaholic or something. <laughs> uh, uh, Blake Whitehouse asks if Bailey or Rhea Ripley doesn't beat Bianca, uh, or sorry, don't beat Bianca for the Raw Women's Championship, who should? If it's not Bailey, if it's not Rhea, who should beat Bianca for the title? Oh, man. Um, I don't see anybody in NXT. I mean, and I, I hope they built Shayna up to the point where she's like a, an absolute, in the words of Ronda Rousey, a killer again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd be totally cool if it was Shayna. Um, I'd be totally cool if Io, Shirai bro- uh, Io Sky broke off yeah, yeah, and it yeah. was Io. Yeah, I'd be totally cool with that. I'd be I'd be cool if it was Oscar. You know, mm-hmm. Triple H tri- Triple H might have plans for Oscar. I don't know. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, we'll end on this one. Devin Carley says, "How will Cody's push be affected under Triple H? Is it all baked into his contract, or does Paul see Cody as a main event star beyond contract guarantees?" I I doubt I, there's any sort of contractual guarantees for creative that specific. Mm-hmm, yeah. I doubt. Yeah, I, I doubt it too. Could yeah. be wrong, but I doubt it. Um, yeah. I would think that if Triple H sees an opportunity to tell a good story and in the process make money for the company, that's what he'll do. I think Triple H probably loves Cody. I, th- I think he does. I think that Cody was constantly paying homage to Triple H, number one. He was teasing using the pedigree for how long, and then yeah, he finally months. did. Um, he had that killer killer performance at hell in a cell which you know triple h has to love mm-hmm. um he's triple h is a big fan of history yep. and you can see just how often he used cody's dad in that u.s title package yep, yep. um i get oh, the feeling yeah. that he's triple got, h he's got he had, ton of, he had a ton of respect for dusty yeah i get i think that triple h lo- i think he sees cody as probably the one of the things that him and vince had in common he looks at cody and he's like Dude, you're kind of the chosen one at this point, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the crowd loves Cody. Oh, yeah. That 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 Hell in a Cell match, what was the match that, that was compared to most often? Triple H when he tore his quad. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's a lot of parallels there, and I think that Triple H is going to look at Cody and be like, yeah, you're, you're, you're going to be the guy. I, I, don't, I don't think there's any reason in the world why he wouldn't think that. Oh, imagine the Steve's two favorite wrestlers, Triple H and Cody. United. Do I know how to pick them or do I know how to pick them? Mm. <laughs> Anyways, that's going to do it for us today for questions. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.